Welcome back to Back Porch Movies. Today we'll be reviewing Glass Onion. Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, the sequel to 2019's Knives Out, Ryan Johnson's sixth film, I believe. JP, how'd you like it? Um, A disappointment compared to the first one, and I'm not going to shit all over this movie because I did. Um, Swear jar. There, yeah, there was moments of this movie that I enjoyed and then other moments that i didn't but i i think i said to y'all it was eh, okay i think that's what i said after i saw it yeah so i i'm of the opinion this was i i didn't like it i i love the first knives out um great in a strong movie year 2019 this was one of my fate probably my number one movie of that year and I was really disappointed, and I think some of it is coming from how much I enjoyed the first one, but the, Ryan Johnson just is not it for me. Um, so this this was a movie that was purchased by Netflix. The success of the first one, it made like ungodly money on a $40 million budget. Netflix bought this and a sequel for $469 million. That's insane. I mean, it, that's so, speaking to the mic, that's so completely overvalued. Like, I can't imagine they're going to end up profiting off of that. They, I don't know why they don't just release in theaters. Why can't, why, they're basically a movie studio already. Why don't they just do that? Well, they did do a limited release on this in theaters, and I think it made about $15 because they wanted to compete for awards. I don't think this is winning any Oscars. I mean. Oh, it will. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We're not in charge. It will. I doubt it. <laughs> Having said that, I do think some of my disappointment comes from how much I love the original, but this movie did not hit for me. And what shocked me is after I watched it, I went and looked up the reviews. The reviews are fantastic. They're all outstanding. Critics love this movie, and I don't get it. I think that it's a movie that is sacrificing comedy for trying to be the cleverest person in the room Mm -hmm. and instead of producing laughs it tries to be ooh connections look at these connections and the connections don't really mean anything to the viewer because the stakes are low and the characters you haven't established interesting characters so I don't really care when there's a connection and nothing in the film is particularly hard to figure out or impressively written um, it, what it reminded me of was two things. It reminded me a lot of Arrested Development. Did you ever see Arrested Development? Yeah, So it, it did remind me of that. Arrested Development, one of the all-time great sitcoms. I'm talking top five all-time, got canceled too early. Netflix picks it back up years later, and the Netflix episodes just were not good. Mm-hmm. because they sacrifice comedy for everything just being connected. And you could say, oh, there's a callback to something that happened earlier. Okay. And mm-hmm. that, for me, that didn't advance the story very much. What did you? What do you think about that? Um, I'll mention three positive things that I came up with about this movie. I think it's the things that – because everything you mentioned just now is valid, and like all the problems you see with the movie, I see with it as well. But – I'm not completely completely hating on this movie because of three things, three positives I found was, one, Ryan Johnson's movies look fantastic. I think that's pretty much, 
everyone agrees on that. I I thought this movie looked bad. You thought it looked bad? I, I didn't like it. From the costumes yes. to the set design? Yes. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, I thought it was only great. Only Benoit Blanc's outfits. Thought those were great. Besides <laughs> that, no. Pretty bad. Okay. Well, I, I liked um, the way it looked. I thought the cinematography was decent. I thought the set was decent. And I thought the costumes were pretty cool. Number two, though Ryan Johnson is a shitty writer, like you said... He we're gets... just not fans, and part of it is Star Wars, but we're just not fans. Yeah. Um, his actors and actresses definitely elevate it, though. And I think in this movie, if he didn't have such a good cast, it could have been a lot, lot worse with his dialogue and script. Um, so I'm going to give it to the actors, like, elevating it, elevating the script. And then number three, just Benoit Blanc. Um <laughs> I'll I'll watch any Knives Out sequel there is because I love this character. It's such a cool, different direction from James Bond for Daniel Craig. And I love the, um, <laughs> the accent. The fog leg or... Foghorn leg Foghorn leghorn <laughs> accent. I, I enjoy Benoit Blanc as a character too. I, I think the movie suffers a lot from him being the main character and not the supporting character. I think that that was a big benefit to the first movie. And and the Ana de Armas role in the first movie was so good. And in this film, you have her quasi-replaced with Janelle Monae, who... Oh, we're spoiling the hell out of this movie, yeah, Who's yeah, playing a way. dual role as identical twins. And none of it hit for me. None of it worked. I didn't find her character compelling. I just thought her overall arc was kind of stupid. I didn't like this movie. I can I can't be more clear about that. Um, I agree with her twist. I did not like that at all. Um, Which is a callback to you know like classic like Poirot and Agatha Christie stuff. Oh, there's an identical twin involved, but it's it's like great. It's still not interesting. Well, I just hate the cop outs that Ryan Johnson takes, where later on in the movie you're going back to scenes that he had just shown earlier in the movie. And he switches them around. I just feel like that's so such a cop out. It makes it so easy for I, him. It's I, like I very much agree with it's you. It's so unfair to the viewer. Like mm-hmm. you're like, wait, I just saw this earlier, and he literally like I'm not remembering it wrong. It showed it this way. Mm-hmm. Now he's showing it a different way, just for the sake of his plot to move forward. Which I think that's pretty dumb. When you compare this to something like Take Shutter Island by Scorsese, and when you watch Shutter Island the second time. It's a completely different film. Have you ever watched it the second time? Mm -hmm. So when you watch it the second time and you know the twist, spoiling ahead of time, that it's all a play, it's all an act, you catch so much in the movie and so much of the dialogue makes more sense once you know what happens. Mm -hmm. Whereas this movie doesn't do any of that because, like you said, they just reshoot certain scenes with extra stuff added in. It's It's not really fair. It's not fair. It irks me. When watching it, I think what you said about Janelle Monet and Anna Darmas, how the first one worked so much better because Benoit wasn't the main character. I think in this movie, if you had started off with the twin sister, like in the first one, starting off with Anna yeah. Darmas and working through that plot and then getting to Benoit Blanc coming in, I think that would have been just more, I mean, maybe less exciting more linear storytelling but at least it makes sense for the viewer um what do you think i mean um i I agree with you for sure um i don't mind the jumping around the non-linear aspect of it 
I just think it was poorly done and mm-hmm. and it was lazy. I think it was lazily done too. I think it was just too late in the movie that they did the switch, you know, um, with Janelle Monet, Helen, and Andy or whatever. Or maybe it needed a more compelling performance. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. The other thing I wanted to compare this to to get back to my earlier point is it was a very smug film, and I felt um, that way of like don't look up. Mm-hmm. Um. Whereas the people that you are supposed to be that are in the antagonist, there was nothing redeeming about them. There was nothing redeeming about Ed Norton's character. There was like, you're supposed, I I want a little bit of gray as we've talked about in my characters. And it's just like, you're just supposed to actively dislike this guy. And I was like, okay, like I want some sort of moral complication here. Right. And it just, it looked down on everyone that wasn't on its side. And I felt the same way watching don't look up. Um, and, and it just, it did not work for me in that way. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, there's other redeeming qualities though. The relationship between, um, Kate Hudson's dumbass <laughs> social media influencer model and her uh, assistant. I actually chuckled at a few. I, of those I thought scenes. Kate Hudson was hilarious. Yeah, she was my favorite part of the movie. Probably like, who knew she still had it? Who knew she still looked so fantastic? She, she's beautiful in this and movie. She was. She was. Her character was great, and I, I laughed at almost every line she had. <laughs> she was the funniest part of the movie to me for sure. The whole um, scenario where uh, Miles Braun, Ed Norton's character, has the blackmail behind her. She has to take the fall for the sweatshops creating the sweatpants for her company that like revived her career <laughs> assistance like you didn't know she's like it said sweatshop like that you didn't know that's like where children work in a horrible environment and she's like no i thought it was where they made sweatpants <laughs> i legitimately was like laughing very hard but other than that there's not many redeeming qualities maybe just seeing famous face after famous face was the thing they were going for here i think they did rely on their star power in my opinion it didn't come through um a character take someone like katherine hahn katherine hahn's one of the funniest comedic actresses ever mm-hmm. well okay the last 20 years what did she do one funny thing in this movie like she didn't really do anything she didn't really do anything her character was pretty useless besides yeah. oh he controls a politician and it's like you could have had anyone do that. You had literally Catherine Hahn, who has me in tears on the floor watching Step Brothers, and she just <laughs> doesn't do anything funny in this movie. She's capable of so much. Yeah. Um, the the premise of this movie, I think, was the most difficult part, and I, I might have mentioned to th- this to you off pod, but Ryan Johnson has a huge problem with, with believable premises for his movies, so we're going to go through them. I have heard Brick is a fantastic movie. I've never seen it. It's his first movie. It's supposedly a great, like, noir mystery thriller. I'm in. But it's also Ryan Johnson, so I kind of don't believe it. (laughs) Brothers Bloom I haven't seen. But then Looper was his acclaimed sci-fi. That was his big break movie. I turned that off. I don't think it's good. I think it's bad, and it has a bad premise. It's like, oh, in the future, they invented time travel, but they're not able to, like, burn a body or, like, bury one. It's like, well, that... That's kind of stupid to me. <laughs> Last Jedi. Oh, it's a slow speed chase. They just can't catch the people in front of them for the whole thing for two hours. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah. But they yeah. can just travel on and off the ship whenever they want. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Knives out. Knocked it out of the park. Love the whole premise. Mm-hmm. Love what Ryan Johnson does is he likes to like play on fans of a genre and mess with it some. 
okay. Yeah. This one, the premise of you've got this billionaire that has these six or seven friends that they get together. And sure, they're all beholden to him. But when they go back in the movie and say how all these people met, I'm just like, why would any of these people be friends in the first place? And the movie really relies on that. So when you go, and I will be comparing this to the original Knives Out. When you watch the original Knives Out, you've got a family contesting a will with their um, late father's caretaker. There you go. Very simple. You have these any characters are on the same family. You get why they're together. Mm Mm-hmm. You never buy how all these people were friends in the first place. It's strange. It's very strange, and it took me out of the movie. I couldn't enjoy it. <laughs> like, why is Dave Bautista hanging out with a... The governor bot- of Connecticut. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? It makes oh, no sense. Or, like, some genius scientist <laughs> that works for, like, a Tesla or something. Like, why? Why are they friends with someone who was on the cover of Vogue? before all of this like she was a disgrace <laughs> model yeah, yeah she it's was like, she's already famous it's like, why would cindy crawford be hanging out with with some guy that wants to be a twitch streamer and why i'm confused how miles braun edward norton's character at the beginnings like like you find out he's a loser like how how did he get all these people so connected if he's a freaking loser that's the thing it was like they were like, yeah, he's an idiot. He's a loser. It's like, but he also he, he made your with, career. Yeah, he made their careers. It's like it doesn't. It didn't make sense to me. And again, I just I don't think it was a very good story. Um, Ryan Johnson wants to play on a lot of, um, like I said, beholden earlier. He wants to play on a lot of older murder mysteries that have people that owe a rich person, and the mm-hmm. rich person can control them. And I. I think that's an interesting story archetype. I just think he did a bad job with it here. Um, yeah, I would agree. I do enjoy Kate Hudson's performance. Kate Hudson was great. She was really good. <laughs> Made me crack up. I really liked Daniel Craig. I mean, I I never have I've never seen something I didn't like of his. So Daniel Craig is a great actor. He loves these Southern accents, mm-hmm. like in this and Logan Lucky. Mm-hmm. Michael said to us that, oh, you know, best actor at Oscars. Well, he's not. He's not getting nominated for that. He was good, but he's not getting nominated for this. No, I could see maybe Janelle Monet, um, though I don't think she would I, deserve it. I, I would be shocked if she got nominated for this too. I could see um, this for something like, like best script or best maybe best original best screenplay. original screenplay. Um, I enjoyed Janelle Monet to an extent. Um, but as soon as they landed on the beach and met Miles Braun at Norton, it kind of took me out of it because I knew he was the bad guy. Like, yeah, well, it's I like, thought it was like a mystery. It's and I was also like, Ed oh. Norton. Oh yeah, he always he's, he's not going to be a good guy. <laughs> I was like, uh, so the billionaire weirdo is one hundred million percent the bad guy. Boom! Like, right 30, 20, 30 minutes into the movie. So yeah, it's. It's not particularly hard to figure out. And if you're going to, and I get it, it's not a whodunit. It's more of like a character study, but you need good characters. And Mm -hmm. that's the problem is outside of, outside of Benoit Blanc, the characters don't match up to someone as interesting as him. Yeah. And it worked in the first movie because you have a fascinating family dynamic. And this one, you don't have that same family dynamic, but they're all supposed to treat each other like they know each other's ins and outs. Mm-hmm. And, it, and again, it just did not it work for me weird. personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some big names in this. Yo-Yo Ma, yeah. <laughs> Abdul-Jabbar, 
Serena Williams. The um, Serena Williams part was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. That was clever. I did not expect that either. Um, who the fuck was Ethan Hawke? Okay, you said this right before we started recording. Him. That was a great part too. And again, there were a few funny parts of this. Um, Ethan Hawke is the butler before they get on the boat that sprays them with like a COVID vaccine and yeah. just goes, you're good. And Benoit Blanc's like, what'd you spray me with? He goes, you're good. <laughs> yeah, or, that was funny. Or, um, I remember that. Now. I was dying laughing at that. That was very funny because he probably just sprayed him with like Windex or something. <laughs> um, very good scene. I do think this movie will suffer a little bit of a timepiece of, you know, Johnson wrote this and they shot this during COVID when people still wore masks. Yeah. No one really cares anymore about their masks. Um, and if you're listening to this in San Francisco, maybe you still do, but the rest of the country really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a, as a COVID timepiece, kind of going to age poorly, but they really, after the first 20 minutes, you don't really see too much of that anymore. Um, yeah, but there were, there were like pop culture references here and there that will not age that great. Cause I, I kind of remember thinking that too, while I was watching it, like some of this dialogue is 20 years from now. So I'll be like, huh, the fuck is that? You know, but other than that, I don't have much more to say about it. Oh, uh, Hugh Grant, being at uh benoit i think alan was his name or it's his partner his yeah. lover or whatever i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> I, I i i wouldn't mind seeing like hugh grant actually as a character in one of these movies um, yeah you know he was playing he reminded me of the character he had in the gentleman just in that like 30 second yeah. role <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny too i wonder where netflix is gonna go from here because you know this was made in a time before covid or there was at least option before covid and before movies crashed it was before um interest rates hiked up and you know vc money is not what it used to be and their netflix is not shelling out crazy money like they used to Mm -mm. um you know there are companies that are still doing that but you know they started canceling shows a couple seasons in they they stopped just giving like hey ryan johnson here's 469 million dollars so i do wonder what Johnson has said he wants us to be a continual series. Um, I wonder if Netflix will continue beyond this contract because I don't see how they could be. I mean, I mean, profitable. All they care about is subscribers. I just don't see people picking up and calling their friends. You've got to watch Glass Onion. Yeah, but I, I think we might be in the minority, Gabe. Oh uh, well, apparently we are. Like every review I've seen, well, not every, but. You know, 80 to 85% of reviews I've seen online are positive. Yeah. And then people I've talked to are either not completely where you are, but they're about where I am, where I was like, it was okay. wasn't very good. Yeah. I It was entertaining. And then it goes up from there to like, wow, it was great. I loved it. I've That's pretty much all I've seen about it. You know what? I think that's a good point, JP. Maybe it just, for me, it wasn't my type of movie at all. And I'm in the the minority on it. I will say, well, I definitely am too. Like this movie seems to be loved. I guess if this keeps Ryan Johnson away from Star Wars, I'm I want him it. to make as many knives out as possible. Please, please. Um, he announced the other day he was uh writing the third one right now. So there will be at least two more, I guess. And honestly, good for him. That guy's probably worth um nine figures now. Mm-hmm. Good for him. I'm glad he got his money. But 
when it's someone so talented, like again, the first Knives Out I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. This dude directed Osmandius, which is, you know, the third to last episode of Breaking Bad, maybe the best episode of TV that's ever been on television. Mm-hmm. This guy has so much talent, and yet it's always, to me, unrealized potential, which is just so sad. I I think he is too much he's too into like i don't know not wanting to be a part of the establishment or, or something like yeah. that like he wants... I think that's where the smugness comes from yes I, I i can't put my finger on it but it's something along those lines where he wants to be a shock jock in a sense of like like in his own words i want half of people to love it half of people to hate it and that's every movie i've seen of his i either go wow that was great or i freaking hate it but you his know? takes are so blasé. It's like, yes. He has nothing to say. Yeah, that's like, oh, yeah. Billionaires okay. probably are, many of them are stupid and lucky and weird. And and weird. And most people, they, they're kind of douchebags. Like, yeah. Shocker. I think 80% of Americans, maybe 90, 95% would probably agree <laughs> with that. It's like, ooh, what a take. Good one. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. agree. Like, yeah. Crazy, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just hates Elon Musk that much or something. He had to make this. Well, he wrote this before Elon like bought Twitter and started to get shit on. Like Elon was very popular a couple years ago, so um, maybe Elon has some made some mistakes and is just <laughs> falling into the character role because there's definitely similarities between him and Ed Norton's oh, 100%. character. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, I don't have much more to say about this. I think we covered everything. Anything else you can think of? No, um, I do like murder mystery as a genre, I love and I'll it. say that within the same week, I watched Confess Fletch, um, which I believe is streaming on either Amazon Showtime. or Showtime. It's on Showtime. I watched Confess Fletch a couple days after I watched this. So did I. New Fletch movie that came out this past year had no fanfare. Thought it was far superior to this. It's very good. Far superior. Would definitely recommend that if you like the genre. And I laughed more. Yep. Honestly. So all I can say is I didn't like it that much, but apparently you probably will. So I guess go watch it, even though I don't recommend it. I would go watch it. I found it entertaining. It's not very great. It's not very good. (laughs) Go watch it. Go watch it. Yeah. So weird recommendations from us at the end. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, We're going to be coming back with some 2022 wrap up. Best of TV, best of movies. Uh, any mm-hmm. final thoughts? Uh, go watch Confess Fletch and keep your eye out for all our new pods. Thanks, everybody.